Ladies and gentlemen, you're entering episode 42 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. We're bringing you the Kevin Love of podcasts. Don't get too excited, Hickman. The Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> Whether he went to real classes or not is not an issue because he wore number 42. Kyle Petty drove that 42 mellow yellow mobile around the track. And the Jackie Robinson of podcast. We're bringing the highs and the lows, Chris Collette. Are you ready for episode 42? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Are you Kevin Love in the playoffs ready? Or are you um, Kyle Petty trying to make the playoffs ready? I think I'm closer to Mariano Rivera. I'm going to be the closer tonight. Oh, so whoa, whoa. Um, just throwing it nice. out there. I'm feeling it. Got some Tito's in my uh, grape slushy from Sonic. So we're good to go this episode. How many hours did you spend on the golf course this week? This week? Irrelevant. <laughs> I, I, I think it's relevant since it's been raining off and on all week. Well, it didn't start raining until today. Uh, so Monday and Tuesday, I was out there probably, I don't know, six hours or so. <laughs> I had my kid out there yesterday for a while. So Look at you being a dad of the year. Dad I'm trying my year. best. Father's Day is coming up, so i got to make sure I get a present. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. Hickman, are you Jerry Stackhouse or Jackie Robinson today? Oh, I'm I'm definitely more like Jerry Stackhouse. I'm I might be good for forty one night and you know, <laughs> oh for six and, and uh six fouls the next night. So You'll um, be oh for six, but one of those will be you trying to dunk over a seven footer. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> and I'm gonna make those six fouls hard fouls too. That's, that that's, that's cool. <laughs> I get kicked out of game five of the NBA finals. Ooh. <laughs> nice little nugget there. Man, I, I'm proud I pulled that one out there. I am, too. Oh. I just remember college Jerry Stackhouse. I didn't even know Jerry Stackhouse made a final. So. 06 Mavs. Remember he tried to tackle Shaq? Yeah. Sure don't. Oh, oh, he was he was a monster. Stackhouse was so jacked, man. I, I like Stackhouse. Never mind. I mean, the classes, that's a good point. Anybody who went to North Carolina is, is suspect of having an iffy diploma, so. I, I personally hope he sucks as a coach, just saying. Well, yeah. Stackhouse is the reason they won the finals that year, guys. They'd lost, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> to my boy, the Big Diesel. You're right. You're right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue to talk what all these sports uh, plan to do. Um, some sports like hockey just makes a decision and roll with it. Some sports like Major League Baseball has decided they would rather not play this year. Uh, we'll get into all that. We're even going to talk a little NASCAR, a little golf. Uh, we may even talk minor league baseball tonight. So, guys, let's first start the biggest sport in our world, um, the one I think there's the most uncertainty for, a lot of different topics out there, college football. Um, Pac-12 and the state of California seem to still be saying that they are probably not playing football. Um, then you have schools like Iowa State who say, hey, we're going to have 50,000 people in the stands. Um, oh, so, all right. <laughs> um, you know, it was thought there'd be like eight to 10,000 people in the stands. Then it was 10 to 15. It appears now the SEC is looking at closer to 50% capacity. Um, how you social distance 50% of the people, I don't know how that works. Um, but there's, there's a lot of things going around. The Michigan president says that they will not play football if there are no students on campus. 
Um, to be honest with you, I thought that would be every college's take, is if students aren't on campus, we're not playing. Um, but we've since found how important college football is. Uh, there's an ESPN article that says, basically, college football is worth $4 billion collectively to the universities. In the article, they said, if there was no college football this season, only two schools would actually be, their athletic funds would actually be in the black. University of Georgia and Texas A&M are the only two schools that would be in the black. And it's simply because their endowments are so big um, that other schools continue to pay their coaches would have to go into the red. Um, but those two schools have it. So, guys, what are we looking at with college football? Um, there is no governing body over college football. The NCAA doesn't govern it. The commissioners don't really govern it. Um, you know, there's talk that the SEC may just play SEC games. But if that's the case, all these mid-majors who basically make their budgets by the, the buyout games probably don't exist. You've seen smaller colleges like Bowling Green eliminate their baseball teams already because they just don't think they've got the money. So, Chris, what's what's going to happen with college football um, if the big boys decide to just play by themselves? Um, I mean, I, I think there's two situations. I think the first one was something I mentioned a week or two ago, was you're going to have four 16-team conferences in – uh, you're going to have schools that either get in or get out at that point. And the ones that get out will be left behind ath- athletically. I mean, academics. I mean, you still have the Ivy League. I mean, those are still prestigious schools. They don't need athletics at all. Uh, we still have like Duke, uh, something like that. Yeah, but we're Wake not going to form. We're not going to form. <laughs> but we're not going to form a 16 team conference in the next two months. No, but I'm saying that it's going to get the ball rolling for that. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is. Football in the fall or spring is also possible. Uh, it definitely is. No matter what, they're going to play football this season. Uh, there's just too much money involved. Uh, like they could play no other sports and just play football in the spring, and they would still come out pretty good. Most universities would. So I don't think they're going to wait till the spring. I think they need to do it now. Um, well, I think I they could. What I don't understand, though, are like Kentucky, for example. I'm a Kentucky fan. I get their emails. Um, Kentucky has, um, you know, they've sold their their season ticket allotment. And they are now sending out emails offering to buy basically like books of games, like three or four game books. Is that real life? Yeah. So like if you have less, if you're only going to have 50% capacity and you already have more than that season tickets, I don't understand are they just needing the money now to pay some bills and they're going to refund it later? Like, I don't understand how all this is going to work. Um, so I did see somewhere, I think it was major league baseball. No, it was hockey where they're offering, there were seven home games that weren't played for teams. Uh, maybe the Blackhawks and they're offering like either your money back or 120% of credit towards next year's season tickets. Uh, and it could be a thing where they just need to cash up front and then they'll give like 120% of that cash value next year. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago, and Mark Stoops, Kentucky's coach, said on the on the on the podcast he didn't see any way they started on time. He said he needed to get his player. He's like, when we start, we'll be ready. But you know, football is a physical sport. Health is a concern. Like we got to have these players. Literally two days later, the University of Kentucky president said, announced that students would be on campus, um, you know, on time. And I think, as Chris mentioned, like. Colleges, your tuition bill is due now. It's most colleges is due June first. 
they need you to pay. They don't need you to say, well, I'm going to sit this semester out. So they got to get these students on campus. Um, but Hickman, are we ever going to have a governing body over college football to kind of handle all this? Because here's the deal. If, if everybody else in the Big Ten plays football, Michigan is playing. Otherwise, everybody transfers and they don't, no longer have a team. Um, but we're going to have somebody govern football. So, short answer, yes. Um, longer, longer answer, I think Chris is spot on that you're going to have, whether it's a breakdown of four 16-team conferences or some other you know, permutation, it's going to happen that you're going to have a, a you're-in, you're-out scenario. And I think those um, those schools end up having some sort of governing body. I think we're going to see, you know, there's going to be a seismic shift in both um, college athletics and education. Because uh, I remember Mark Cuban wrote an article several years ago, or, or that or he just spoke to it, that we, we're going to have an education bubble. There are too many colleges. There are too many universities. It's too expensive. Um, and the return on your degrees just are not there. So there are going to be fewer people, you know, kids enrolling, things of that nature. There, there's just so many dominoes that are going to fall that you're going to have fewer universities, you're going to have fewer athletic programs, and there's going to be a, a consolidation of, of those organizations, of those um, agreements, alignments, whatever you want to call it, conference-wise or, or beyond. And it, it's not just sports, it's academics as well. So I think you may see some fairly – it's, and it's going to be mostly the, the I mean, it's going to be almost exclusively the, the private universities. And it's one of the smaller ones. They're going to be the ones that go by the wayside. Um, but yes, there will have to be some sort of governing body. I see that happening. It's going to be, Chris is right. It's, this is the first domino. I think COVID may be this situation that's, that's accelerates the change of our world. That was going to happen anyway. Um, Good it's point. It's going to happen more quickly. So Chris, what do we think about, Will players ever unionize? Um, supposedly, that's what it's going to take for us to get an NCAA football game again. Uh, if please. if they have people telling football players, hey, you guys are worth $4 billion to universities. Nobody else can play a sport if you guys don't play. Because I fully expect there's going to be some mamas who do not let their kids play football this fall. I mean, could you imagine Trevor Lawrence saying, nope, sorry, Clemson, I'm not playing this year. Um Dabo would hate him. (laughs) (laughs) So football is uber important to universities, to ESP. I mean, to everything. Right. Um, Is there ever a chance that they actually get, get together? Cause there's a million of them and unionize. I, I think there's just too many. Uh, but if the NCAA drags its feet long enough, (laughs) uh, I think some union could pop in there and get enough votes to, uh, to get a union formed. So it's kind of an NCAA's ball like court right now is, hey, if you keep dragging your feet on this name, image, likeness stuff, then they will unionize. Uh, I think if they just use common sense measures and let them get the name, image, likeness, I think players would be happy with that. And I don't think you see a union. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was a little surprised it didn't get passed already. Uh, within the next two years, they're going to pass it, the name, image, and likeness. And listen, it's going to be the Wild West. There's not going to be a good way to control it. I don't understand people that argue against it that these players shouldn't get paid. They are worth $4 billion. There is nobody else on that campus that is worth $4 billion to the university. Um, so, yeah, scholarship ain't enough. Um, staying in a hotel on game nights isn't enough. Um, let the players make some money. And Got not it. all players will make money off of it. That's another misconception. Is they're like, oh, man, 
like uh, players at Tennessee Tech, they're going to be make rolling in the money. That ain't the case. I mean, you're talking about your uh, top 40 teams in the nation, that kind of thing, and your top uh, 10% of players on those teams, maybe a little more, just depending on like what the team sport is. I'm saying like say. football, for example. Basketball, Kentucky's top eight players are going to be making pretty decent money, well, if we're being honest. Yeah, and I think I'll tell you who I think is surprisingly going to make the most money out of this. You're looking at um, tennis players, golfers, cheerleaders. You're telling me a cheerleader can run a camp every other weekend um, and have all these girls and guys show up to their cheer camp and they can make money on that. A golfer uh, in the offseason can have their own private camps and lessons and stuff. Those guys are going to make bank, and I want to be the guy who develops the app, kind of like Cameo, where you decide who you're going to – um, how much you're going to pay for an hour long session or something with these guys? Because to me, That's I think I think those actually a pretty good idea. Those non revenue guys are going to the guys and girls are going to make make some money on this. Let's let's be honest. Nobody's watching those guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's stop for a moment. That is the intellectual property of Logan Bryant. <laughs> Any usage. Uh, on, yeah, without express written consent, will be pursuant <laughs> to litigation. <laughs> it's just like if you tried to record the 1996 Bulls uh, NBA Finals, they're going to come after you, and we will get you. <laughs> Ray, real real quick, I got to say about Cameo. Let me give a shout out to Logan here. Um, well, I was having some pretty dark days after after I lost dad. Logan sent a few. Um, I'm, I'd never heard of this website. Cameo, <laughs> you can get these like not even B level celebrities. Like there was an e- F level one in F there. Level. <laughs> I don't my think you got it. This, but it was in there. Yeah, there, there's, was there's one I haven't sent you yet. Well, oh no! Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about that one. We had the like the the four string tied in for the Bengals, telling me the Steelers suck. And my favorite one was Green Shirt Guy. I would totally want to hang out with Green Shirt Guy. He was this guy who laughed hysterically at these irrational protesters. I think that was in, like, Seattle or somewhere. He's just, like, cracking up in the background, totally undermining their protest, which was great. Logan tried to get him to say something about him hating the cars that I own, and he uh, he backed me. So I think uh, Green Shirt Guy, shout out. We're, uh, we're kindred spirits. But anyway, the, mo- the the point of this was, thanks, Logan. Those, those bright some bad days. So anyway, there you go. Well, speaking of brightening, uh, brightening up the skies over here, Chris, how do you feel about people shooting off fireworks? Yeah, I hate it. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. Now we've all—I mean, we all have kids. We all have young kids, and yeah, I'm we sure do. we've all had that interaction normally on the Fourth of July, where you have to go and basically tell some dude at 12:30, "Sorry, man, show's over. You got—you got you to stop. Kids are trying to sleep. Dogs are going nuts." Chris. What if somebody's shooting fireworks and it's not even the 4th of July? Is this allowed? No, it's absolutely not allowed. Uh, I, the reason this ended up on the, on the outline was the other, other day, I was like Saturday night. I was just chilling, watching TV, minding my own business. All of a sudden, I hear firework go off and I'm like, fireworks? What the hell are we doing fireworks for? And for about 45 minutes, we had a nice little fireworks show. Uh, my neighbor's two, uh, two houses behind me. They own all the firework stands in my area. And they all they put off a big show like uh, a couple days before Memorial Day and then two weeks before the 4th of July just to show their workers what they actually have to work with. So that's where it came from. Uh, and then that show on the, on the 4th of July is just 
it's stupid. I mean, it, it was like it was 1 a.m. and I was on the phone with uh, the sheriff's department, basically cussing out the lady that answered the phone. Felt bad for her, <laughs> but I was said, I said, ma'am, I was like, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. I got a kid. He's almost two years old who was asleep and he's scared shitless now. And at this point, there's no telling if he's going to go back to sleep. And this shit needs to stop because he's freaking out. She goes, ma'am, uh, well, it's the 4th of July, so uh, they're allowed to shoot off. I was like, it's 1 a.m. It's a little <laughs> excessive. Well, they have until 3 or 4 a.m. And I was like, oh, God. Are you for real? For real. That's what they said. And I was just like, unbelievable. Uh, no wonder they put Bonnaroo in Manchester. You can just yeah. party all night <laughs> down there. They don't have any rules. <laughs> Hickman, Chug Sipper Pour, fireworks in the neighborhood. Oh, that's a hard pour, man. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. Not <laughs> interested. <laughs> my, my, I, I'm all for a good fireworks display, but I'd rather, you know, remember Boomsday was awesome back in the day when it was, uh, when it was a thing Rest in Knoxville. Peace. All right. Boomsday. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm for going to watch a fireworks display showing that to your kids, but yeah, some, some moron down the street firing off their, you know, bottle rockets at, at midnight. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I, my, my two-year-old right now, He's in the stage that if he hears anything that sounds a little bit different, he goes, hear that, daddy? You hear that? <laughs> he asked me for like 30 minutes in a row if I heard the crickets last night. I heard him, Porter. <laughs> yeah, Porter, it's just your dad ripping another one. <laughs> he hears those too. <laughs> All right, guys. Baseball appears to be dead in the water. I don't know if you guys saw this, but baseball decided, hey, players, instead of getting paid half of your con- your contracted signed and agreed upon salary since we only plan on playing half the games we're going to say the highest paid players bryce harper instead of getting paid 38 million dollars this year we want you to play for six million dollars this year it appears the players are putting a hard pass on this um i'm not surprised i'm more surprised guys that we still have people in society that are on the owner's side on these things chris I don't like baseball. Hickman will confirm that baseball has been a dying sport for our entire lifetime. Um, But, Chris, how detrimental is this if if baseball misses a season? Um, I don't know if it's detrimental or not. Uh, I mean, half a season is pretty detrimental at that because it's not really (laughs) a real season. Uh, So a whole season, I mean, 2020 is kind of just a screwed up year so far. Yeah. I mean, it would suck, but at this point, I, I don't know how you go to somebody making $38 million and be like, hey, man, we're just going to pay you four-point-something million <laughs> instead of that 18 or 19 that you should have been making. Uh, the, I mean, plus they already agreed on pay, the pay cut just basically doing a prorated salary. Yeah. Uh, that was agreed on. Uh, and now the owners are like, we want more. I don't understand. Uh, another thing I don't understand is um, – you got minor league baseball players making four hundred dollars a week, and and the sports media is bitching about some teams furloughing the minor leaguers, and I'm like, they're making more on unemployment than they yeah, were making four hundred dollars a week. <laughs> so financially, it kind of makes sense to furlough them. They're you're actually doing them a solid favor because not only do they get six hundred, but they go to whatever your state offers too. On top of that, so yeah, so that's something I don't think people have thought through on that one. Uh, there, there's like, oh, the Marlins are paying them $400 through August. Kudos to them. But I'm like, 
these guys are losing out on some money there. They just don't realize it. <laughs> so I don't. Baseball is a it's a dumpster fire right now. And also, I, th- I think it all comes down to Tony Clark. Uh, he's the head of the Players Association, the union. He's a former player. He wasn't a great player, and he's an even worse uh, president of the union. <laughs> the guy has no, no. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, expertise in in guiding people and negotiating deals. He's incompetent. His 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 playbook is, oh, the owners say this. Let's get mad, and then eventually we'll give in. So that's why the owners are doing what they're doing because he is very, very weak. Well, supposedly I was reading an article, I think it was yesterday, where the owners are basically pissed at the Atlanta Braves since they're a publicly owned franchise. All those books numbers, are open. All those numbers have to be public. Um, yes. And so that's what the players are looking at and saying, hey, we know specifically what a team is, you as an owner, um, are making. Um, yeah. So don't try to lie to us and say you can't do this. You're taking too much of a hit. Um, you're you're doing you want you. I mean, the Braves ownership made almost a billion dollars the last two years combined. Um, so if they don't make any money this year, so be it. But guys, the biggest winner if baseball does not play this year, the Houston Astros. Is anybody going to hold a grudge for two years waiting to beam all those players? Um, that's a good point. It just saved a couple fastballs to the helmet there. Hey, I've, I've forgotten about it already. <laughs> See, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, uh, they, un, un, yeah, unintended consequence. The Astros get a pass. Maybe, guys. <laughs> did either of you guys watch the match? I did. I watched uh, almost all of it. I did not. Did you love seeing Tom Brady? I don't want to say suck, but be the worst player on the t- on TV for a while? Well, uh, considering two guys are PGA pros uh, and others Peyton F and Manning, uh, I was bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was um, the largest um, viewership for a golf, for a cable golf event, 5.8 million viewers. Um, guys, it, it confirmed to me something that I've, I've thought all along. If there are no fans in the stands for any event, you got to mic people up. Um, yeah, you know, agree. The, the German soccer league—they've been playing for a while because Germany never really had a huge outbreak like the rest of Europe did for whatever reason. And so, for their games, um, they basically like CGI fans in the stands um, and noises and stuff. Um, no, that that ain't working. That's that's hokey. It looks weird. Uh, mic people up. Make this the XFL. You can be Tiger Woods and just not say a whole lot if you don't want to. Um, but if we don't have fans in the stands, guys, I don't care what the sport is. I want people mic'd up. I, 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 one thing I think it was uh, on this match, Phil talked out of his ass the whole time. Like he was just kind of borderline annoying listening to him talk. But listening to him like talk through like, hey, you need to hit the ball here, or, like do this kind of putt or. Him hey, lining up putts, target. yeah. Him lining up putts for Brady was pretty doggone impressive. That was that was my favorite part of the conversation. Is just listening <laughs> to like I like hearing like, hey, like I would love to hear a player caddy conversation on, hey, should I take a six iron or five iron or do I need to hit a fade, hold it against the wind or hit a draw, uh, just that kind of thing, so you know what kind of shot they're trying to attempt. That would be cool in golf. I think and it's something it, they could it, do. Yeah, it's golf. It doesn't matter if you're contemplating the seven or the six iron. Um, 
your your opponent doesn't have an advantage. Like right. it is what it is. So I, I would love to see it, especially in golf. Um, so guys, the match drew 5.8 million viewers. The last dance we've been talking about, 5.6 million viewers on average. Now it's for 10 episodes. But guys, Sunday, NASCAR, 6.3 million viewers um, on Fox Sports. Count me in. <laughs> Hickman, is this a resurgence of NASCAR? Is this just what NASCAR needed? Hey, just like we talked about last time, this is NASCAR's opportunity. There was an entertainment vacuum that sparked their last uh, glory period. It could happen. Um, you've got to have the personalities. I think that's the biggest thing. We need to have like some some big thing happen, and there's got to be some larger-than-life personality or two. We need to have a villain. I mean, I don't know if there is Kyle one right Bush. now. I haven't paid it. Kyle Busch has always been, like the Bush brothers have been villains. Um, he, he wrecked Chase Elliott the first race, and Elliott gave him the bird. I mean, yeah. okay, that was so maybe moment. it's happening. I'm not paying attention, but um, it, it'd be interesting. I'd like to see, you know, maybe the manufacturers do some things there. One, one interesting thing is back in the day, you know, I, I think that was part of it. You know, the the adage was, uh, "Win on Sunday, sell on Monday," but the the cars that they run now obviously have are don't remotely look like Mustangs <laughs> or Camaros or. Whatever it is, they're I running. They're Bristol this weekend, so you get some excitement there. Bristol, Bristol could be that could do it. That could do it. Somebody gets gets spun around the, uh, you know, turn turn three four in the on the last lap. Um, could be big, but uh, hey, good, good for NASCAR. I was, you know, it definitely looked like, especially during the Great Recession, that that was a sport that was, uh, you know, careening towards bankruptcy. So maybe maybe we'll see a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The biggest thing of note to me is, I mean, ESPN hit it out of the park with The Last Dance. Fox has NASCAR. ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney parks aren't open. Even before COVID, ESPN was bleeding money. I don't know if you have seen, but every six to nine months, um, Fox goes on a spending spree and basically buying ESPN's talent. Um Chris, what's the viability long-term of ESPN? Are our kids 20 years from now going to go to ESPN for SportsCenter? Ooh, that's a good question. Trying to be like Clay Travis over there? Uh, that's that's uh, the reason I don't like Fox is strictly because of one man. <laughs> well, he, he just bashes on ESPN all day. Uh, I, I think ESPN's still there. Uh, I think it might be possible that ESPN and Disney break up at some point. Uh, hmm. that's, that that's that be that would be my guess because uh, ESPN doesn't really make Disney any money. It does the exact opposite, especially lately. So I can see some kind of breakup in them, and them still being around due to that. But it almost feels like one of these brands that are too big to fail. It does, uh, but I also think I mean I know I think Bill Simmons may have been onto something. He may have been a little early on it, uh, but jumping all into podcast. Um, you know, jump in the mega ship there. And he, I think there's a limit though to podcast, unless you're Joe Rogan, who all of a sudden is now $150 million richer. Yeah. Spotify hook, hook us up with some of that. Yeah, come on, Spotify. <laughs> we'll go exclusive. We're fine. <laughs> um, did, you, did you see the Lance Armstrong dogs numbers? No. Of 800,000 people, which was oh, less people. Gosh. Then watch the ESPN2 edited version of The Last Dance. <laughs> wow. That's how unlike Lance Armstrong is. Yeah. Um, 
So I'll be curious to see what the viability of ESPN is. They've they've tried to revamp themselves. Um, I mean, especially right now when you're in a world of no sports, uh, I don't really know how you how you thrive. But my I want I worry about the cost that these networks pay to get the exclusive rights for NFL, college football. You know, um, I mean, ESPN's losing over four hundred million dollars if they don't play the NBA playoffs. Um, oh. Because of because of money they've got spent on that, in uh, ad- advertising dollars, hundred million dollars per Monday Night Football game. That's not the season; that's a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, so as as crazy as I think that is, if it's Fox or you know NBC Sports, whoever is this next, they're going to pay the same thing. I mean, these sports. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, it, things are going to uh, like Amazon. Uh, your, your tech companies are starting to get invested in it. So, yeah. So, I mean, ESPN used to be worth all this money. Is why Disney loved them so much. Um, ESPN. If you had a cable package, the most expensive uh, network you were paying for was ESPN, and it wasn't even close. Like right. you would be paying like a dollar twenty of your bill would go to like TBS. Almost five dollars of your bill went to ESPN, like the ESPN networks, whether you watched them or not. Um, I mean, it was literally like three times more than the most than the second most expensive network. But every cable provider paid it because they had to have ESPN. Yep. Guys, people are cutting the cord, and all of a sudden, ESPN's got to find a new way to make money. ESPN Plus is doing that. Um, but as Chris said, they spend a ton of money to broadcast sports. I, I think me and you, Logan, have YouTube TV, and Hickman has it seasonally. So, <laughs> <We've all cut laughs> <I do. laughs> YouTube TV is where it's at. Um, Big fan. Never, never regretted cutting that cord. Guys, Pensacola, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos has decided we're not playing minor league baseball. We got to find a way to make to make some money. Rent the stadium. That's right. The whole stadium, the field, the clubhouse, um, everything. But there's a couple of rooms that they have a guy who basically sleeps there every night. Um, but you can rent the stadium. You can bring ten. You can bring nine of your friends, so ten people, fifteen hundred dollars a night. Guys, I don't like baseball, and I'm all in on this. I'm I'm ready to book this thing for a couple of nights in Ju- in July or August and have at it. Um, Hickman, the Blue Wahoo Stadium. Why have we not rented this place yet? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm definitely game for $150 a night. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a ton of fun. Um, fun fact, I have actually been in a minor league baseball stadium after hours um, with nobody else there before. Um, what? <laughs> when Those I was... I wasn't working hard in the dugout, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> um, so when um, I was living in Fort Myers uh, years ago, I lived in a part of town that wasn't the greatest. Y'all visited there once. I can't confirm. Um, they did, in fact, film cops in that neighborhood. <laughs> Me being none the wiser, just used to, I mean, I was stupid, I guess, but or oblivious. I'd go for runs at night all the time, go walking around all the time at night. Never, never had an issue. Um, anyway, um, right about, I don't know, a half a mile down the road was 
the city of Palms Park, where the Red Sox used to play spring training games. Pretty cool little spot. I think it's set to be demolished soon. They've, they've moved where they were. But anyway, I was going for a walk uh, with a friend late one night, and we uh, walked past the stadium. I thought, oh, maybe the door's open. So I just went and pushed a number of the gates, and sure enough, one of them was open. So we walked in and walked all around the stadium uh, for, for a long time, climbed up to the to the highest spot of a, of a foul ball and just sat there and, you know, looked over the whole stadium. It was pretty awesome. Um, so having been in a stadium with nobody there after hours is awesome. Can't confirm. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. So, I mean, I have no regrets of when we snuck into the Hall of Fame field there. I mean, it sounds oh, like yeah. the same thing. We walk up and say, hey. Gates open, guys. They must you must get free admission if you go to the hall, the NFL Hall of Fame to the field. So we roll up onto the field. We decide to get pictures of everybody catching touchdown passes, throwing touchdown, kicking field goals. Um, I mean, made sense to me. And then evidently the field was open because they were expecting a couple of high schools to play in the Ohio State uh, <laughs> football championship. And that dude that showed up was not happy we were on the field. Uh, he got over it. Legend has it, our good friend of the podcast, Andy Hicks, broke into, well, I think he broke in. I think he said he was just able to walk right in to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, the godforsaken stadium of the Gators, and uh, strolled right up to the F and peed right on it. Oh, he pissed on it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That a boy. Proud of him. Very, very proud, Andy. Chris, when can we book you to spend a couple nights? At the Blue um, Wahoo Stadium. As a former um, college baseball player, I'm going to say never. Uh, oh! My, my shape is round these days. Uh, I, I have no desire to play baseball, softball, anything that involves any kind of ball that's not a golf ball these days. So, uh, yeah, so I'm out. I, I just look at the price, 150 bucks. You can get somewhere literally on a beach, like a beach house on a beach for that. Yeah, and you can do that fifteen hundred a night. Absolutely, any day. This is on a beach too. It's right. It's right at the. the oh, yeah, it's like it overlooks the ocean. That makes it even yeah. cooler. Boom, uh, eh, whatever. It, it's Chris just too is much. Out. I'm out. It's too much money. I couldn't justify it. And I, I no desire to play baseball. Like, what am I going to do at a baseball park? Watch yeah, like that's a good question. Probably sit in the left field. On the jumbo, do they even have a jumbotron? Yeah, we set up Mario Kart on it. <laughs> Set up NCAA 06. That would wait, be for more, the, wait for the blinking receiver so you can you know do play action chuck it deep. That that would be more more fun than uh, playing any baseball. So, well, we know. Oh yeah, I agree. Super lame. Pretty much. Uh, something else I think I expect to be super lame, guys. Speaking of ESPN earlier, they're showing an hour long Peloton ride at noon on Saturday. So, boys, get your get your shoes on, get the spin bikes ready. Uh, how many of you are going to watch the ESPN Peloton ride, Chris? Is is uh, Brandon Pete going to be on there? Guaranteed. Pete okay, is doing that ride. That would be the only reason I would turn that on to watch it if I could see his fat ass sweating on those Peloton bikes. <laughs> Peak, you don't listen to him. You keep working out. You're uh, making us look bad. Don't don't listen to him, Peak. But yeah, outside of that, I have no desire. I see uh, PFT Commoner and Booger McFarland tweet back and forth every once in a while about Peloton stuff. I'm not into it, so I, I got nothing for it. So 
Zero in. Oh, is, this gonna be, is this just an hour-long Peloton commercial? 100%. They may as well be selling, like, a rotisserie chicken cooker. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's basically the same. So, uh, yeah, no desire to watch that. Is is Peloton Girl going to make, make it on appearance? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's she hasn't recovered from being shamed by her her uh, you know abusive husband. That was such a terrible ad. What were they thinking? Uh, well, it really worked because enough people own Pelotons that ESPN's showing an hour long ride um, to get people to watch. All right, Higman. I've never had yep. this happen, but um, somebody was, one of the uh, friends of the podcast would like to know. Should you show your significant other a picture of a tattoo before you, in fact, get said tattoo? Or are you more of a surprise kind of guy? Well, I think it all depends on the location of the tattoo. If um, it's in a spot that's not super visible, I don't know if you're under the obligation to uh, to show it. But if it's something that's going to be in your face every day, I would I would definitely ask Alicia before I got a face tattoo. Oh, um, you know, you're Mike Tyson on us think, thinking about it. I, I was thinking about just getting a tattoo of the Hawaiian punch guy on my cheek. I feel like oh. that would probably uh, be something I wouldn't regret. Um, <laughs> uh, do you guys no, it's remember good policy to show the tattoo? Do you guys remember the friend of ours we went to college with who had Bobby's world tattooed on his <laughs> ankle? Bobby from Bobby's world. That's pretty good. Oh, I do remember well. that. Didn't he have it like covered up with like some, I don't know, like uh, some Harry like Potter massive, thing? I don't know. Yeah, some like massive cross or something he had it covered up with, but had a legit Bobby from Bobby's World. Have either of y'all had considered getting a tattoo? Like almost did it? Like something you definitely would have regretted? Oh, I would like to get a tattoo. I just can't figure out what I would want one of. Okay. I'm uh, I'm on Logan right there. Uh, I have no problems getting a tattoo. I've just never found something that I'm like, oh, man, I want this tattooed in my body for the rest of my life. So that's so, that's where I am. Um, a, f- a few of us in my family are getting one. Um, so my dad, you know, was a really skilled artist and he would he would just draw cars all the time, like and stuff that he would just design. Just he would sit there, just something you've never seen before. He just draw it. So um, a number of us are going to get a tattoos of of the cars, like a car that he drew. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Face tattoo? Big one. Uh, forehead. Yeah. Right there. You could do a nice one on the lower one, back. One area. of each. Oh, one man. of each. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely a lower back tattoo kind of guy. Doesn't make him proud. What now? Stretch marks? Limos? Yeah. Like limos? <laughs> like stretch limos there for the, <laughs> the lower back? I feel like it would start out as a town car and then would end up a stretch limo in a few years. So <laughs> he didn't draw town cars. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Last thing we got for tonight. Wait, whoa! Like I can't, I can't bitch about this first. Oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> Man, put this on the outline here. Uh, there's only one correct answer to this, and the answer is yes. You better show your significant other a picture before you get it tattooed on your forearm. Uh, I, I, my wife, who I love dearly, she was like, "Hey, for my sister's graduation, we're getting matching tattoos," and I'm like, "Whatever." She's getting something small. I mean, she has two tattoos already, but. One's on her ankle and one's on her wrist. They're both very small. So I'm like, whatever. She's going to get small somewhere, somewhere semi-discreet. Because her ankle one's not really visible. She wears pants all the time. And then her wrist, she wears a watch over it. So really, neither tattoo is visible. Here she comes with this giant forearm tattoo out of nowhere. Inner uh, forearm or outer forearm? 
inner forearm. Not that it really makes it much better. <laughs> and I'm trying uh, to give her a little help here. And uh, yeah, in my description of the tattoo, let me see if I can find that text message. Oh, no. It, oh, it was, no. it was uh, oh, man. I said, I couldn't tell if it was a flower, hummingbird, seashell collage, or a weird looking vagina. Uh, just wasn't <laughs> sure. So that's the description of my wife's forearm tattoo. It says sister on it with a weird design. It's supposed to be a flower. And uh, yeah, so. She should have showed it to me before she got it on her forearm really big. I'm glad she can't hear that well because she's like two rooms over from me. She'd probably be kicking my ass right now. But yeah, you should definitely show them a picture so they're not shocked and they're like, well, I did not sign up for that one. But whatever. It's done. What done? What's done is done with tattoos. So. But now that she has it, you love it. I love her still. Yes. You're going to get a matching one. Yep. That's probably not going to happen. Gonna make her get a husband tattoo. I'm gonna have one that says bubs on there, and I gotta think of something besides a flower to put on it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just waiting for the one day Logan's gonna show up with a full back Shaq Diesel tattoo. Get ready. I'm I'm excited. That outline of Shaq hanging on the rim is about to get plastered on my entire back. Logan's like, that's not the worst idea I've heard tonight. All right. Well, to round out this ta- this tattoo, uh, this podcast, there's a study that I just saw yesterday. It may have come out or a little bit earlier. Um, I, mean, I think it was a Harvard study that boys evidently having your hands on your knees is the easiest way to regain your breath when you're winded than putting your hands on your head. I mean, I don't, when I saw that study, the first thing that came to my mind, I can hear repeatedly over and over my head are every coach I've ever had yelling the words, ain't no air down there, boys. Get up. Ain't no air down there. Um, because turns out there's actually more air down there than there is when I put hmm. my hands on my head. Hagman, what would yeah, you like to say to all of your former coaches who have been lying to you your whole life? Oh, my gosh. I feel so cheated. I could have yeah. felt so much better and had more air. I, I remember, not that I had like any real basketball coaching, just like I think I played like three games of AAU ball. Because they and, wouldn't let you put your hands directly. on your knees. That's right. No, <laughs> but what I remember with basketball and football is the same way. Is they said, don't rest your hands on your knees because you look tired. It's all about, uh, it was all about like the, the image that if, you, you know, if they think you're looking tired, they're going to try. I don't know. It's, it's a mental thing. It really is. If you look at your opponent and you look at them and they look tired, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get this rebound or yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to push this guy out of the, B gap. Um, you know what I say? I say, coach, I want them to think I look tired, so they try to attack me. Underestimate you. And I go Gary the Glove Peyton on them. Oh, it's it's okay. I never I never had to worry about people underestimating me. They always thought I was terrible, and it was usually pretty accurate, so I was fine there. <laughs> Chris, you played um, real hard-hitting sports that winded people a lot like baseball. Um, yeah. How did you feel when you saw this study that came out? Um, I actually had no feelings from personal experience uh, because I, I was never a practice player. I never was the one to give a hundred percent effort. The thing I thought of was whenever I was a manager at tech, the basketball coach at tech, who I think is a complete dumbass. Uh, he just, he would always say every single time he'd be like, Hey ZB, get your hands off your knee. You look like a pussy. Because <laughs> every time it like, it would be like, Oh, you got your hands oh, on the line. We're doing another sprint. Like he hated when p- players put their hands on their knees. So when I saw it, I was like, 
I hope somebody sends that to Coach Payne so Coach Payne can look <laughs> at it and be like, man, maybe they knew what they were doing after all. So yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember our high school basketball coach would never let us wear black shoes because he said it made us look slow. And I'm like, Coach, why do I care if I look fast or slow? Do you not want me to look slow so I can play fast? But like, he was just adamant, no black shoes because you guys look slow when you wear black tennis shoes. Yeah, the only thing that mattered to him. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Honestly, the only thing that I would do is shoes. Like, like you just want it to match the color of the lines. So it's like if it's white, you know, white three point line, white inbound line. You want it to match, <laughs> so it's harder to tell. That's that's the only thing I would care about. Not <laughs> you don't look slower if you're wearing a different color shoe. Way out. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, well, just goes to show, and I think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, there are a lot of coaches who mean well coaching their sports. There are a lot of coaches who have no idea what they're doing. And I think the majority of coaches at any level have never read the rule book to their own sport. Um, so mm-hmm. this study shouldn't surprise people. When you're winded, your body's going to naturally do what it can to get air. Um, you know, if you're swimming and you're tired, your body naturally tries to get to the top of the water. When you're winded, your body's going to do whatever it can to get air. And it happens to be put your hands on your knees that, Probably why it works most, because you naturally are trying to do that. Um, coaches are idiots. We all know that. Uh, unless your name is Bill Belichick. Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of idiots out there. Greg um, Popovich. Idiot. <laughs> uh, we're getting shut down. This is why Spotify won't pay us. <laughs> They're lost. Yeah, that's, that's definitely why. 100%. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back for episode 43 next week. Um, if you have anything you want us to talk about, had a few requests for us to talk about NASCAR. We did. We mentioned NASCAR. And all their viewers. Well done. 6.3 million of you watching those left turns. I was one uh, Way to go, Chris. Do you got anything else you want us to talk about? Anything that's popping up? Uh, this is the this is one of those dog days of summer type of weeks coming up um, where – you're not getting many interesting facts. Basically, have retail stores going bankrupt. Fast food's not doing much of anything. Um, so if you got anything you want us to talk about, hit us up on the Facebook page. Hit us up on the Twitter machines. Uh, but this has been episode 42. Hope we did Kyle Petty, Kevin Love, Jerry Stackhouse, and Jackie Robinson proud today.
father and mother to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. Let them roam their land. Then stand back and marvel. What a beautiful cat. Cause I saw a tiger. Now I understand. I saw a tiger. Tiger summoned. I can give him a home. But the law wants to ban me Can you tell me who's wrong? Every time they move Every time they breathe I can feel their power I can feel their heat Cause I saw tiger. I saw a tiger, the tiger saw